Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Another week. Another week. More to talk about. I know. As always. This is, welcome to episode five Mm -hmm. of us going through A Court of Mist and Fury. Chapters 17 through 19. We're calling this The Bone Carver. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um... Before we dive in, yes, high level thoughts. Um, there's just a lot happening. Mm-hmm. A lot of I think Fair is growing a lot, which yes. I'm appreciating. Reese mm-hmm. is so different than I ever expected. Yep, which I love. Yeah, absolutely love. Um, their inner circle is just an interesting group as mm-hmm. well. Like just learning a little bit more about them, and um. The bone carver is creepy. He is very creepy. And also, <laughs> I just want to put out here, I've listened to the audio book, audio book version of this. Yeah. And the voice is oh. terrifying. <laughs> I'll, I'll do an impression when we get there. Oh, please. It was, yes. It, it made it. When I first read this, I don't think I was like as creeped out. Yeah. Like, I thought it was creepy. But mm-hmm. hearing the voice on the audio book, it like. It's, yeah it's not cute. yeah because i don't know maybe creepy is not the right word for reading it maybe it's more he's just an odd kind of like eerie yeah eerie. i don't i don't know creepy i think eerie is more what i'm thinking fair but, enough but i feel like if i heard a voice, voice makes it going creepy. along with the eeriness i think it'd be creepy <laughs> so yeah i i'm very excited to hear your um impersonation of the bone oh, carver yeah. i wish i still had the audiobook it was a rented one otherwise i would just play it for you but, <laughs> oh my gosh it was so bad um okay so let's do chapter 17 okay Summary, I put in my feels for chapter 17. Gotcha. Um, I put, Reese and Feyre show each other some of their deepest wounds. They try to go to the prison, but Feyre's trauma holds her back. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. So we, we enter into chapter 17 right after the dinner with the inner circle. Right. And all of those awesome conversations we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. What were you thinking about chapter 17? Um, I think really the thing that stood out for me most is Reese getting, you know, really open with Farah about yeah. things. And then also the them going to the prison and leaving right away. Yeah. The, Those are kind of the two, like, big things to me. 
I think we get such a clear picture of Reese's character in this chapter. Yeah, this like these this like set of chapters very much so. Yeah, because it was like I don't know. They started talking about um, the their bond again. Yeah. And it just was interesting when he was like, the bond is a living thing, an open channel between us, shaped by my powers, by what you needed when we made the bargain. And she said, I needed to not be dead when I agreed. And he goes, you needed not to be alone. And then, where was it? She said, "Um, but what about him? 50 years he'd been separated from his friends, his family. And so you're starting to think, like, maybe he also needed to not be alone, too. And maybe that's why there's such a open connection there because on both parts they mm-hmm. needed somebody in those moments yeah and finishing like that quote the next part is um she's saying like i'm still learning how and or Reese says i'm still learning how and why we can sometimes feel things the other doesn't want known so mm-hmm. i don't have an explanation for what you felt tonight so i think it's interesting that like he doesn't even know why like yeah the bond is like doing what it does and like she can feel certain things and like he can feel certain things yeah, so it's clearly a unique thing for the two of them right but so it I, was shaped by very unique circumstances also so for it sure makes sense. and also like she was human when yeah it was made so like i don't know if maybe that's also playing into why it's such a mm-hmm. unique bond um but i just i was very surprised that he didn't fully grasp all of it either yeah um but he really opens up to her about mm-hmm. what happened under the mountain for him, yeah which it was just a lot he says i love my people and my family don't do not think i wouldn't become a monster to keep them protected which yeah is so interesting like pausing there because Feyre considers herself a monster right for killing those two people and protecting all of Perithian in the process. Yeah. So it's so interesting that both of them, mm-hmm. in a way, consider themselves to have done things or been at one point or another monstrous. Right. Even though the, uh, their actions definitely seem very different. Like, Feyre killed two people to save right. everyone. Reese, a little more right. monstrous in some of his well, actions. At least that's the what how it comes off right but interestingly right we think reese was maybe a little little bit more monstrous in those moments than Feyre. he seems to handle it better he does so it's like maybe it's maybe it's not about ignoring what you did but Mm -hmm. maybe it's about the accepting it yeah and understanding the the cost but what was also one because of it so I think yeah. it's that balance of perspectives and I mean we see with Reese that he also like he's still struggling he has his own pain that For he's sure. still dealing with too but I, but I think that's the the key that she doesn't have mm-hmm. and that we're seeing here and I think that's maybe why we're starting to see her open up and heal more because she's seeing a person who maybe she thinks like feels similarly to her has been through very similar things to her mm-hmm. and he seems to be healing i mean we she made some comments about that in the last chapter too of how yeah. like if they can smile and laugh then maybe maybe she can too yeah so yeah it's really interesting yeah and i'm just it, it always amazes me though like the, he lets people think the worst of him yeah so that he was truly able to protect those that he loved in the city of Valaris. He doesn't um, just let people think the worst of him. Yeah. Because he admits what the cost was of saving those Right, people. yeah, that's further further along when they're talking about the dream, um, I think. Oh, no, it's like, this is page two. Oh, He talks it. about Oh, yeah, it. he had the choice, and he yep. chose to sacrifice everything of himself to save those he loves the most. 
Um, yes. Yeah, which the sacrifice was basically being her whore. Right. Because um, she keeps bugging. She's like, what's the cost? And he's like, you know the cost already. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yeah. But this, like him saying all this, like it makes me believe that he's really not a monster. Like he's the total opposite yeah. of a monster. Because somebody that sacrifices literally every single part of themselves for everyone they care about, the city they care about. Yeah. Like that's a hero. That's not a monster. Yeah. Um, and it like it makes it even worse when he says that he basically he was still upset with himself because he couldn't do this for everyone. He yeah. only could do Valaris. He could only save the people there. And I was like, this guy is so selfless yeah. that he still feels bad. He saved a whole city, a whole group of people, right. and he still doesn't feel like it's enough. And but like the same is with Farah. So it's yeah. like they just in some way they just they're very much on a similar page and yeah. dealing with very similar issues right now yeah it was very intense Mm -hmm. he says as long as the people who matter most know the truth i don't care about the rest which like i agree with i mean that's really all that matters but it's so hard when everyone thinks you're this monster yeah i mean granted the people of alaris clearly don't because when they were walking around you know last week it was everybody was greeting him saying his name how happy they were to have him back so they appreciate him but everybody else, all the other courts think he's this horrible person. And it's yeah. just, like, hard to read when you know that he actually is – he did all of this for his people. So. Right. Oh, wow. I know. So after that, Farrah's awoken by a dream. Ooh. For, or, well, she's having a dream. She's, like, screaming out, and Reese comes in um, and, like, wakes her up. Yeah. Um, and she's wound up shredding the sheets with, like, embers coming out of her fingers, basically. Which is a lot. I was like, oh, more powers manifesting, Fire clearly. Power. Yeah. And then, you know, Reese holds her hair while she vomits, which I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this guy is the best. Freaking Tamlin just slept. I know. He just slept. He, like, pretended not to notice. And Reese is over there just holding her hair back. Like, what a drastic difference. Stop. Like, you don't know anything about her. And you're holding her hair while she throws up. So it's just, sweet. I'm I am melting over here. I know. I'm melting. I know. And then he tells her like something so deeply personal about the dream that he has. This is what I was like talking oh, about earlier. Yeah. Um, basically where it's like Cassian or Azriel pinned under Amarantha and he's forced to watch and do nothing to help them while mm. she, you know, obviously rapes them. Yeah. Um I just I love that he's like opening up to her to try to show her that like she's not the only one trying to deal with the trauma from under the mountain. It's like he's dealing with it too and he's he's normalizing it for her. Yeah. Whereas Tamlin just like ignored it. Yeah, like and this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the book. It's like, yes, therapy does not exist in Prithian, but right. you have each other. Yeah. Like they should have been even like Reese isn't bearing his entire soul and telling her absolutely everything Mm -hmm. but he is sharing with her and he is being vulnerable and that's allowing her to be vulnerable right and you can tell she's healing because of how they how she's just behaving she's getting feistier again she's starting to have desires and have fire and it's like tamlin it literally could have just been as simple as you talking to her about it yeah and it's like telling your dreams i don't think is bad as trying to talk about what actually happened exactly. it's like it's like well you can be like yeah. well this is a dream and he doesn't actually have to know every detail of what actually happened but you're like i'm dreaming about this and knowing that somebody else is dreaming horrible things as well yeah you're just like sharing in trauma and it just kind of makes it better it's yeah. like you're not totally crazy for thinking this you're way you're not alone no Ugh, 11 i know <sighs> okay 
I just I thought, and then so she like eventually falls asleep, but mm-hmm. she wakes up um, from the bathtub. She is now in her bed with tucked in tightly to fresh clean sheets. I know, and I just appreciate that level of care. It's so sweet, so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that once they wake up, um, they head for the prison. Right. Um, her first day on the job. First day on the job. <laughs> fails miserably, basically. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, I don't blame her. No. Because I, this prison exists under this, like, rock mountain thing. Which she wasn't forewarned of. Which No, they did not tell her that. But I don't blame them either, because I think if you told her, hey, it's she under a, a mountain, she wouldn't have even gone. Yeah. She would have just talked herself out of it. So at least it's like, well, maybe if we get her there and she knows what's at stake, we can try. Yeah. But they get there. She knows what's at stake. She's even telling herself, like, you have to do this for Nesta. You have to do this for Elaine. And no. She's just like, I can't. I mean, she is is only just now starting to deal with her trauma. And that is why. It's only been a few months. I totally get it. But I'm also like, come on, Pharaoh. Like, suck it up. (laughs) Suck it up. Just do it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Also, though, like, before they even get there, like, when they're on their way Mm -hmm. uh, or, like, hiking or whatnot, um, we find out that Amarin was once a prisoner there. Yes. And that she got out. Yeah, which like, is interesting. Huh. So she's just a just more mystery to Amarin. So much mystery. Yeah. But I love that. So anyway, so back to when she's telling Reese, she's like, I can't go in. And yeah. he just, he's like, she's like, I want to leave. And he just says, okay. Like, takes her without question back mm-hmm. to Valaris. Well, all she says is the word please yeah she doesn't explain it Mm -hmm. she doesn't justify it she just says please Mm -hmm. that's all it took and he did no questions asked i was like you're literally the best male right now he is he is i'm dying just the fact that he like honors his word because he told her you know like if you say so we leave like there's no questions asked and he honors it he just does what she asks him well, what I think is impressive is the choice yeah. that she's always given. Mm-hmm. She was given a choice before she went to that dinner, or and even during the dinner, at any point she wanted to leave, to do the work, to not do the work. Like, just, it's very, it's new for her. That's not yeah. how the spring court has been ever. Mm-hmm. Like, even before Under the Mountain, it was not how the spring court was. No. So, anywho. Anything else on 17? No, that was it. It's just good chapter in it was like learning about reese i felt like yeah i totally agree um okay so chapter 18 i made a kind of neutral feels Mm -hmm. um although maybe i should have done like yikes because the bone carver is really (laughs) um so i said with the help of amarin reese and feyra travel back to the prison and get some answers from the bone carver Mm -hmm. um first thoughts this was a this was a big chapter it was um learning a little bit about each of Reese's choices for his inner circle I thought was really interesting yeah um and then obviously the bone carver is it's like the whole other half of this um yeah and that that whole conversation is just like very lightning wow yeah like all all the feels on that conversation I agree um but, I thought it was cool how right out of the gate when she wakes up, the mm-hmm. first person she sees is Amarin. I did too. I was like, this is not what I expected of this no. chapter starting. Well, and because Amarin doesn't feel, she like, 
more gives off that, like, I'm going to come into your room when you wake up vibe. Exactly. Amran does not give off those No, vibes. not so much. <laughs> but um, it's really cool. So Amran has this amulet that she used to get out of the prison, mm-hmm. and she gives it to Feyre. And we know from past... Not give, borrow. Yes, borrow. Sorry. Very, she's very, very clearly. Clear. <laughs> very clear. She's like, the results won't be pleasant if yes. I don't get this back. But as a person who is very um, possessive mm-hmm. of her jewelry... Yep. It's interesting that she even allows her to borrow it. Yeah, I was like, very I think that surprised. Shows the gravity of the situation. Yeah, like clearly this is a big deal, and she's gonna do whatever it takes to help Farah get inside right. there. And I mean, she's Reese's number two, so I feel like she would have that perspective. True. Mm-hmm. Um, but armed with that amulet, we do round two. I know. I, I, I'm kind of sh- shocked that they go literally like that day. Yeah. Like I understand there's urgency, but it's like, oh no, there is. And we find out later on in this chapter, like, there is actually urgency. Like, they yeah. need to do this ASAP. So, like, I get now why Reese was like, okay, going back to it. Yep. Well, I also think maybe on Feyre's side, mm-hmm. she probably, I, I can imagine her getting this amulet and yep. feeling a little bit brave and just being like, I got to do it now or it's never going to happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before you think too much on it. Yeah. For sure. So, so back to back the prison. To the yeah, back to the prison they go. Yeah. Um, and so Farrah's is about to say something about Highburn to Reese. This is like you know they fly there, they land, and they have mm-hmm. to like hike and everything. Um, and Reese tells her, "Don't say anything you don't want others hearing." Yeah. Which I was like, huh? He said the inmates have nothing better to do than to listen to go- than listen through the earth and rock for gossip. They'll sell any bit of information for food, sex, maybe a breath of fresh air. And I'm like, that's kind of insane because they're not even they're not even inside the prison yet. They're literally yeah. hiking to the prison. And I was like, how if, if I'm just talking like this, I don't expect someone that's, you know, hundred yards yeah. away underground yeah. to be able to hear me. But clearly I mean, obviously I know their face. They have way better hearing than we do. But still. But still, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. They that can It is a lot. Yep. Um, something else in that conversation, Reese is like very surprised that Amran let her borrow that necklace. He keeps staring at it. Yeah, so I'm like, what's going on there? I know. Um, but he's back to his usual sassy self. I thought it was funny. He told her, "You've got nothing to be sorry for. You're here now. I won't dock your pay." <laughs> I was like, Reese. Um, and I think so. I think Reese is trying probably to help distract her as yeah. well as like Fair is actually interested and she's kind of like asking about each of the inner circle members Mm -hmm. so we kind of start with Asriel and Reese explains about his hands and how they came to be so scarred which breaks my heart this is like another Lucian backstory where it's like a horrible upraising and I mean this is terrible he was let out for like an hour a day Mm -hmm. he wasn't allowed to fly he wasn't allowed to train he wasn't allowed to do anything he saw his mother once a week for an hour that's crazy and then they wanted to test Illyrian healing, so his brothers poured oil and lit his hands on fire and would let them heal and then redo it before they actually healed. That's absolutely horrible. Like, breaks my it's heart. so cruel. So cruel. But you Ugh. get why he's kind of that more, like, stoic, quiet type person. Yeah. But because I'm... That's serious trauma. Yeah. Granted, Lucian is, like fun and that's true i guess it's that classic thing of like yeah you can go one way or the other for sure but i mean he doesn't seem to be like brooding about it he just seems like a quiet more reserved type more thoughtful about things no totally so that broke my heart yeah 
And um, then we find out Cassian is the best warrior yep. around. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he does Cassian first. Oh. And I was really surprised. So Reese is not as arrogant as I thought he would be. Yeah. He like admits that you know Cassian would beat him in a hand to hand combat. I was like, huh. Yeah. Interesting. The High Lord is like not claiming to be the best at everything. Yeah. And I feel like most other High Lords would never ever admit that somebody could beat them in a fight. Totally. So that surprised me. Mm-hmm. And then your girl Moore. My girl Moore. Mm-hmm. So she's basically a court overseer. Yeah. So she looks after the dynamics between the Court of Nightmares and the Court of Dreams and runs both Valaris and the Hewn City. Um, and he says, I suppose in a mortal realm she might be considered a queen. Well, it's good for her. It's like, okay, I like that. It seems it seems fitting for more. Yes. Although he also kind of implies her like how powerful she is because he says more is who i'll call in when the armies fail and cassian and asriel are both dead yeah and you're like what kind of power does she have yeah or is she just a like a sort of hidden illyrian that we yeah. don't know how strong she is kind of thing and then amran yeah <laughs> so she's the second and she's more of like a pol- he says that makes her my political advisor walking library and doer of my dirty work mm-hmm. which it's quite the resume. And that's not who I would have thought was the doer of dirty work. Like, I was assuming it was Asriel. Because he's, like, mm. you know, the, the secrets guy, the yeah. shadow guy. So I assumed he did the dirty work. It's interesting that Amran does the dirty work. Yeah. And Farah asks, what is she? <laughs> Reese responds, something else. Something worse than us. Yeah. And if she ever finds a way to shed her prison of flesh and bone, cauldron save us all. Ooh. I just, she's scary she's scary yeah i'm like i don't understand this like creepy intense person it's like she clearly has good intentions and she cares about the night court because she gave farah this like yeah. amulet so that she could get inside the prison so that they could fight highburn and everything but also she's just a very intense scary figure she really is it's not really fairy or human yeah we have no Something. idea what the heck she is <laughs> And then we're at the prison. Yep. We finally have hiked all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that when Reese was talking about the prison, he says, once the sentence is given and a prisoner passes those get those gates, they belong to the prison. It will never let them out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, then how did Amran get out? That's I was wondering that, too, when I, mean, I saw that. I know she said the amulet, but, like, how? Right. <laughs> Yeah, and like kind of in regards to that, right before he's saying that the prison is a law unto itself, mm. uh, and the island may even be an eighth court, but it falls under his jurisdiction, and his blood is keyed to the gates, but he can't free the prisoners. Yeah, that's interesting <laughs> because it is what you just said. Yeah, and I I don't know, like that'd be super weird to have like the, the prison of Prithian in my territory. Mm-hmm. I feel I don't know, uncomfortable with it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's a big, like, A, it's it's a big responsibility to be, mm-hmm. you know, sentencing people there. Yeah. But also, like, the worst of the worst are there. Yeah. Like, on <laughs> basically near your territory. Yeah. Like, better hope that prison always holds up. I know. And then back to Amryn. Um, Reese basically thinks that she is from another world. Yes. And was, like, trapped on Earth or whatever. I, I, I don't even know. Like, I don't yeah. know what planet this book actually takes place on. I'm assuming <laughs> Earth. I don't know. Yeah, we have no idea. But she's from another world. Um, and she was in the prison for probably millennia before, yeah. 
like before she ever got free, which I'm like, <sighs> that's so long. I don't know, but he's never actually asked Amryn, which is hilarious because, but I'm it's like, because what? she's terrifying. Oh yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to ask her. Yeah, but like on where she's from, this quote really like, I don't know, stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. It said, "There are legends that claim that when the world was born, there were rips in the fabric of realms." That in the chaos of forming, creatures from other worlds could walk through one of those rips and enter into another world. But the rips closed at will and the creatures became trapped with no way home. And mm. it's like, ooh. Yeah. Like, if Amran mm-hmm. is someone who that happened to. Yep. How many more? I'm and sure then also, tons. how many more worlds are there? It's a great question. So, definitely that one was like a... Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. What are we getting at there? Yeah. So we'll see. Well, I mean, there's been theories about all of SJM's books yes. kind of being different worlds. And this kind of alludes to there being alludes rips. To it. This in... is this is maybe the first illusion if you are a part of that conspiracy bandwagon. Yes. <laughs> um, let's see, what else? I think that next up we get to the bone carver, right? Yeah, so Reese basically takes her hand and does not let go of her hand the entire time they're walking and it's like even when she stops to drink water he doesn't let go of her hand Mm -hmm. which makes me nervous I'm just like if he's nervous I'm nervous right because it's like how these people are trapped in cells how (laughs) why do you have to hold her hand like what's gonna happen if Mm -hmm. she steps away from you but she doesn't and he doesn't let go but they make it to the bone carver and the interesting thing about the bone carver is he changes his appearance based off of who is looking at him. So, like, yep. two people can be in the same room mm-hmm. and see completely different things. Which is bizarre. Which is very bizarre. And Pharaoh sees this little boy, mm-hmm. basically. And this is going to be my best impression okay. of this audiobook. <laughs> but, okay, what's something that he says? It has been an age since something new came into this world. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That's how it sounded. That's like a creepy child. It, that's what it was. That's super creepy. It has been an age. Ugh. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, I don't like that. It was very creepy. I'm not a fan. Audiobook was great, but like that voice was. Because that sounds like a like a little boy that's super yes. creepy. So yes. exactly it worked. what Ferris It picturing. did the exact thing it was supposed to do. <laughs> not not a fan of that. Nope. Nope. Um, so Reese presents the bone carver with the broken bone that Fairy used to kill the Midingard worm. Yeah, I'm like, did you save that? that I was like, how the heck did he get that? I was like, wh- I was like, did you save it like went right after she killed it? Did right. you go back to under the mountain? Do you know like, to just collect bones in case of a rainy day? I have like- no idea. I was so confused. I was like, where did this come from? Why do you right. have this? Yeah. But it's a good thing he brought it because it seems that the bone carver very much works in like deals, like on yeah. very small scales. Like we do question for a question, or like you tell me a secret and I'll tell you a secret. Very so, barter system, yes, type stuff. Very, which I mean, he's in a prison, so it makes sense. Yeah, what else but, are you gonna get? Exactly. Um. So they, he starts asking Favor questions, and she says a question for a question. Mm-hmm. And, and he asks about death. Yeah, his question was a lot mm-hmm. because it revealed some stuff that went on with her that was shocking. Yeah. Um. So let's see. It 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 was a lot. Let's see. First thing mm-hmm. is when she died. Yep. She heard the crack. Yep. And then it was dark, and then she goes. But there was a thread, a tether, 
and I yanked on it and suddenly I could see not through my eyes but his and I knew I was dead but this tiny scrap of spirit was all that was left of me clinging to the thread of our bargain Mm -hmm. and he goes but was there anyone there were you seeking anything beyond and she goes there was only that bond in the darkness Mm -hmm. what it's just interesting that it's like we're only just now getting to see actually Farrah's perspective of when she died yeah because that chapter totally switches yep yeah, because before it's like you see everybody else kind of watching Farah die. Yeah. And now it's like we're seeing it from inside Farah's head. Yeah. Which I was I was honestly amazed at how much she was willing to divulge to the bone carver because yeah. it's like she wouldn't admit this to Tamlin. She didn't talk about it with Reese. She wasn't no. even talking about it with herself. Yeah. And she's just Wait, is, so willingly offering it to the bone carver. Is the bone carver a therapist? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yes, weirdly enough. In a way. <laughs> she's bringing out her deepest feelings. He is. I mean, props to the bone carver. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I was just really surprised um, at everything that she shared. And then, yeah. you know, he offers – oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that I, I stopped this quote a little too early. There was one other thing she said. Mm-hmm. She said, I followed that bond back to me. I knew that home was on the end of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That was the last few no, that I had fine. there. Because she talks about all the people that she loved that were, yep. like, on the other end of that. Yep. And it was, like, I might be jumping it, but it was, like, she had wanted to die in that moment. Yep. Or before until she was actually there. And then she's, like, I actually have so much more to still do. Yeah. <sighs> I know. I know. So she asked or answered a bunch of questions. So now yep. she gets to ask some questions. Right so bone carver he kind of offers them great information as well he yes. explains you know the cauldron and how it created everything basically that a long time ago the feet were there was like three feet and they were cut off of the cauldron because it was so powerful and they hid them in three te- three different temples which are the temples that have been attacked um outside of like the prison obviously mm-hmm. um and then with the cauldron basically it can be restored and Hibern has it mm-hmm. um, and there's a book of breathings that can be only be used by something that has been made so mm-hmm. not fey or mortal and it was split in half half of it resides within the summer court and the other half is with the six human queens and of course that book has to be freely given by the more by the mortals no yep. magic can be used to obtain it yeah so I, I think that was a brief summary yeah did lots I, of great information I was say, did I miss anything I know there mm-hmm. was like a lot in there i think you hit it all okay um and then we get to a point where they're continuing to ask questions but the bone carver wants more from Feyre. Mm-hmm. and so she tells him she said when amarantha made me kill those two fairies if the third hadn't been tamlin i would have put that dagger in my own heart at the end oh I know but it's like it's so true like because we knew I felt like we knew that last book when it was happening because she was basically saying she just wanted to free everybody and then would have ended it yeah so she said and once I broke their curse once I knew I'd saved them I just wanted enough time to turn that dagger on myself I only decided I wanted to live when she killed me and I knew I had not finished whatever it was I had been born to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know it's heartbreaking I mean, like, and like Reese. I know Reese has like an astonished reaction when she's like admitting this, which, which I, if anyone admits to you that they wish they had died, I know it would bother you deeply. Yeah, 
again it's just like i'm very surprised that she's so willing to admit all this especially yeah. in front of reese too i know it's it's so crazy mm-hmm. and it's just but but here's the thing that i'm that i feel like is happening yeah it's it, it's weird to me hearing this right thinking back to the beginning of this book when she was just a total shell of a human yeah because it's like you're saying that you decided you wanted to live like you knew there was more that you were born to do mm-hmm. but then at the beginning of this book you were still a shell like yeah. you weren't doing anything mm-hmm. but I think in a way it was like maybe at the time she almost like unknowingly made that decision and yeah. she's only now realizing like why mm-hmm. she followed that tether back home and why yeah. she fought for life and I don't know I think it's just I think th- I think sometimes you make decisions not really knowing the true extent of why you're making yes. them and it's like it's only after you've gone through gone through something or like and you start processing it processing talking to your bone carver therapist <laughs> exactly. that you realize why you made that decision yep um i think that's very much this instance probably yep. um on a side note another swag idea to note for myself yes is the bone carver sitting in like a therapist chair <laughs> with like a notepad I'm just throwing it out there. I love it. I'm just throwing it it's out there. So, I love it. I've never thought of the bone carver as a therapist. Okay, but, I'm but here like. For it. Yes. Yes, I admit it. I'm here for it. Uh, but so with that, he reveals to them mm-hmm. that with the cauldron, you could do even more than raise the dead. Because that was the whole point of why they came to him in the first place right. was to ask about Jurian. Mm-hmm. But he says you could shatter the wall. Mm. And now the humans are also in immense danger right and so Farah, obviously this is gonna kind of wake her up maybe to do something and actually yep. be proactive about things so with yep. the family being over there but that's when he shared about the book of breathings and then we right. learn that she might be able to like sense them yes and perform the spells that are in them yes mm-hmm. and i feel like that's the that's the end of what we get from him right yeah i think the only other thing to note is like so after they kind of leave him mm-hmm. they Reese and Farrah are kind of like okay so what did he look like to you yeah and Farrah you know tells them that he appeared as a little boy and then Reese says he appeared as Jurian which is creepy yeah because Farrah is like how did he know that that's who he came to ask about yeah basically and he's like yeah the bone cover's been in prison for how long he didn't know that Jurian was just a finger and an eyeball right they didn't say it was Jurian they were asking about no Ooh. yeah but so. also when she said who she saw it says Reese shuddered the most human gesture I'd seen him make mm-hmm. so he was also creeped out by what she told him right which to, I don't know if that's as creepy to me as Jurian but I'd be weirded out if Ferris seemed like a little boy like that's yeah. just a weird thing because it's almost like that like super old wise like knowledge inside this little person it's just i don't know it is kind of weird yeah so i can see the weird like shoulder shake shutter kind of thing yeah like Mm -hmm. um but yeah bone carver Mm -hmm. wild ride (laughs) yeah i really appreciate just like on a quick pause some of these like abnormal creatures that we've gotten to experience within this world yeah I think it's very clever. Like mm-hmm. I like I look at this, I look at like the surreal, which we've both have like had pleasant interactions with. And yep. I also think about the ones that like we've had very negative interactions with, like the adder or like mm-hmm. the minigard worm. 
just like a quick like praise on creativity right here oh yeah like good for you mm-hmm. sjm yep i don't know how you come up with all these creepy creatures but i appreciate great it great question <sighs> anything else on 18 nope all right that was a lot mm-hmm. it was action-packed chapter 19 all right so i put using what they've learned from the bone carver reese and the inner circle come up with a plan to thwart highburn yep so what first kind thoughts. of well what was your uh oh it was neutral neutral yeah that's a that's accurate yeah um i think it's just i don't know we're kind of like learning what reese's plan was all along and it yeah. kind of makes me like uh farah if only if only kind of thing mm-hmm. but i mean again i don't blame her for anything um yeah but yeah those are kind of my initial yeah. thoughts on this chapter so after the prison they go back they kind of report everything to the inner circle mm-hmm. and especially the point where Farah might be able to locate the book of breathing right and so they kind of say like we're gonna have to go to the summer court which is where the fairy half mm-hmm. is located um, but they want to kind of, like, test out her ability to track things. Yep. And, or at least that's what Reese, the train Reese is going on. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny that his inner circle is like, are you crazy? Like, they yeah. know where he's going with it. And they're like, no. Yep. Anything else. Do not have her do that. And mm-hmm. he's like, she's doing it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no. And he's like, she's gonna, this is what, and granted, he still gives her the choice. But it's funny how he's just kind of like, goodbye to all of you yep this is what this we're is doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and basically he wants her to test it out on the weaver mm-hmm. um and he also gives her a title of emissary makes it very formal mm-hmm. um but he kind of explains that the weaver has a bunch of items that and high lords are not allowed to go in there there's some kind of rule and they can't send spies in there or like thieves in there because either because she kind of like gets them yep and he wants her to go in and retrieve an item which i'm just like do you want her to die yeah she's finally starting to live again mm-hmm. let's maybe not kill Feyre, you know and he's like she won't sense you because you basically have a little bit of all the high lords in you which it's like hopefully like, okay but sure just throw her into the wildfire on this one just yeah. test your theory reese yeah it's like good luck i know um but so initially before like we get into all of that information mm. um so amran's the only one that's not at the townhouse when reese is kind of like sharing oh, all the information yep. um and as or asriel he volunteers to like reach out to his sources to see if he can find where like the two halves of the book are yep um but reese says no mm. which is kind of like the first time i feel like he's been very high lord-esque yep um he, and he's trying to like he doesn't say it out loud but it's more like I trust you, but I don't trust. Like he tells him he doesn't trust anybody outside of the inner circle with this yeah. information, but he's like he's like trying to like verbally commute or like non-verbally communicate that it's like he's not like downing Azrael's skills or anything like yeah. that, which like I like that he's still trying to like communicate with him that it's like it's not him, it's nothing personal. It's just he doesn't want any like potential leak of information. Right. But the, I felt like this was the first time we saw Reese act as high lord and like totally demand things of his inner court mm-hmm. so one of the phases is go to the weaver the second mm-hmm. phase i thought was interesting is they need to interact with the human queens yes and what better place to do it than pharaoh's family estate of course we're that's... going home <laughs> which will be interesting it will be very interesting yep 
Um, but Feyre's game for it all. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting. Reese says, then it's settled. Once Feyre Darling returns from the Weaver, we'll bring Highburn to its knees. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, somebody is very confident. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like, because, so part of the plan is like, they want to begin infiltrating Highburn. So yep. that once they actually find the two halves of the Book of Breathing, they're all ready to go. They don't yep. have to like start working on the infiltration then. Um, so yeah it's gonna be really interesting yeah but i it's kind of i don't know it's like fun that we're in like problem solving war mode a little bit now like Mm -hmm. i feel like that's where Feyre thrives yeah so i'm looking forward to her just coming more and more yeah because i think even if she was still like towards the beginning of the book where she was just like a shell and had like zero feeling I think if you threw her into a situation where you told her, hey, Highburn's going to bring down the wall and your family's going to die, she'd be like, okay, I'm in. What are we doing? Like, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter that she's like still like grieving and everything. Yeah. I think if you put her in a situation, she's just going to like act yeah. and do well. So, But it's nice that she's feeling again and mm-hmm. starting to come back to herself as well. Totally. So. All right. What else is going on? Oh, we find out that, like, Reese has been wanting to do this with her the whole time. Right. Um, from that very first meeting when he kind of warned her about war and said that he wanted to help and mm-hmm. she was getting permission from Tamlin all the way back then. Right. It's like if you had agreed right away, he would have, like, done all these things right away. And it's like if yeah. she had been able to read, then he wouldn't have had to yeah. t- spend the time teaching her how to read because then she'd be able to read the book of breathing. Exactly. But it's funny um, how it's like he had all of these schemes that it's like even though she hadn't agreed to work with him right. at that point, he was trying. He was almost setting these things up so right. that if she did say yes, mm-hmm. then they would not have, like, lacked on much progress, which I think is funny. Right. <laughs> it's, and it's, like, so funny because it's like he threatened – to teach her to read back when they were under the mountain and it's like i'm wondering was he long (laughs) were you truly already thinking about highburn and i mean granted he had no idea like that pharaoh would be you know killed remade into high fae like you had no idea about any of this and yet you just had this foresight that it's like oh this is what i would teach her if she came to my court and then that's what he teaches her and it's like he just had so he's such a strategic thinker he really is like it's crazy how all of his the thoughts like are so far planned ahead mm-hmm. so um and then after this i don't know if you catch those vibes or it's just me but i feel like we have a moment of sexual tension mm-hmm. um <laughs> i liked that little like laugh you just had yes um so he is strapping her in mm-hmm. to this weapons thing yep and he is kneeling before her yes strapping this on and it says reese looked up hands braced on my thighs bow he'd once ordered tamlin and now here he was on his knees before me his eyes glinted as if he remembered it too and i just i just i don't know like there's just i know there's yes there's, there's, i noted the exact same thing i was like <laughs> oh okay okay like he is just kneeling before her and they are making full eye contact and his hands are jay chilling on her thighs like tell me that's not that is absolutely it is it is yes oh <sighs> anywho mm-hmm. um and in as the conversation continues we learn a little bit more on how to handle the weaver mm-hmm. so it's like you can't bring anything in that she might notice doesn't belong right there. so basically only like blades yep mm-hmm. and she can't touch anything right and, 
all of these different pieces. And so it's like, we'll see. He goes, we'll learn precisely how skilled you are. Yes. <laughs> um, the last thing he says to her, though, he says, you are my salvation, Pharaoh. Yeah, okay. So just, like, backing up, like, he's she goes, so I'm your huntress and thief? Like, mm-hmm. kind of cranky about being there. Yeah. And that's when he says that. And I died. I died. Yes. Like, I think, oh. I, I, think I put, I put trembles. Next trembles. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, what do you mean by that? I know. It could go in so many ways. What do you mean? I don't know. But it's like, I, I feel like she is. So in this regard, I'm thinking it's probably like multiple interpretations. Yes. But I think the main thing is obviously like she's going to be the salvation of saving everyone. Yeah. Like Again, even though she already saved Prithian, she's going to save yep. everyone. But he says, you are my, my salvation. So it's like, what is she going to do specifically for him? Like, it makes me question, like, does the weaver have something that's, like, critical for him? Like, is she going to save him by getting whatever this is? Or is there just, is this more part of his grand scheme that we don't find out until later in the book? Or are they going to heal each other? Or are they going to heal each other? (laughs) I don't know. I love it. TBD. TBD. One other funny, um, at least I thought it was funny, remark Mm -hmm. um, is as they were talking about the weaver and she's kind of being a little sassy about it he says would you rather i locked you in the house of wind and stuffed you with food and made you wear fine clothes and plan my parties <laughs> and i was like burn yeah but i mean it's true that's what tamlin was doing that's what tamlin was doing so we end with her all strapped up and ready to go to the weaver i know i feel like there's so many characters in this book like like so many different creatures and things that we meet it's like okay we spent one chapter with the bone carver now we're going to the weaver like yeah how many more things are we meeting yeah so well next week Mm -hmm. we're gonna do chapters 20 through 23 okay and i this is a working title but it's the weaver and returning home Mm. because we hit both pieces in the next few chapters so gonna be intense yep um happy reading and we'll talk to you guys next week bye bye thank you so much for listening to a court of fairies and fangirls a sarah j mass fan podcast please rate review and subscribe and let us know what you think you can find us on instagram at at fairies and fangirls jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week Bye. Bye.